Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans Studios. Home is so much more than a house. It's the home of your dreams. And for 30 years, they've been making it better. Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. McKeon and Baccioni are back at CBS Sports Radio producing the show. Two of the best in the business. I think Graceffo and Horowitz will be coming up at the top of the hour. John Fass is just knocking out award-winning update after award-winning update. He didn't mention that Coco Golf from America, 15, and advanced at the Australian Open, 15. 15. Think about if you have kids who are 15. Think about that. Also, huge love to all the first responders, firefighters, uh, emergency personnel in Australia going through hell, literally, battling the fires and also the aftermath of rebuilding that and a billion, a billion animals or wildlife creatures lost in all those fires. So huge love to everybody in Australia and also first responders all across the world. I mean, think about it. Firehouse gets a call. They don't know what they're walking into. It's not like 911 on TV, which those series actually aren't too bad. And also A&E off of Live PD has was a live rescue. It's pretty cool. That That's actually real life where you don't know when they're pulling up the calls they're getting. I do love Live PD. And I on A&E 60 Days In. Have you ever watched that, McKeon or Baccioni? Oh, I haven't. You guys haven't? No. You guys got cable at your house? No, we still use a uh, satellite of mine. Do you guys have Netflix? And chill? <laughs> I think they made that an ice cream flavor with Ben and Jerry's. I read that. That they made that an ice cream flavor. No, 60 Days In, Live PD, Live Rescue. I don't like the Rob Lowe one with... Who's who's uh, Liv Tyler? I, I watched it like it was after what was it the NFC Championship? Like nine nine one one Lone Star about a firehouse and everybody looks like they're models. They don't look like real firefighters. How about Rob look... Lowe showing up at the NFC Championship last week? Well, that's what I mean. And they were they were pumping that you know Lone Star nine every the firehouse. Uh, the guys are all like posing when they're like washing. They look like they're posing for a hunk calendar. <laughs> Again, I'm not. Hey, I'm sure there are are good looking firefighters. All right, was Rob Lowe in West Wing that old show? Right? Yeah, he was. He did a. He was good in that. I've had it with uh, civil service job shows. Enough of them. The fake ones. I like the real, like Live PD and Live Rescue on A and E. I love those shows. No, that's cool. But stop back. Stop making firefighters look like they're Avengers. Well, yeah. Well. And they had the the nine one one like 
Los Angeles, and now they went to Austin because, you know, they would have like a tsunami. I, I'm telling you, that firehouse out there would have a tsunami one week and the plague the next week. The world's greatest tragedy happens to hit their city every single week. What if I want to skyscrapers on fire and they're like climbing on like the 97th floor? I've got ya! Stop it. Every week, they're like, okay. Hi guys, welcome back to LA Firehouse 57. Uh, let's go through the month so far. We've had a tsunami, two skyscrapers uh, burning, uh, three earthquakes. Uh, we've had uh, uh, the coronavirus, a uh, plague. And we were able to save two million people. And then the police, for, the police force in this city took down uh, eight of the largest drug cartels that happened to be uh, taking force in that city. Also, what a great month, really! Talk about the overtime they must have got that month. I mean, uh, what a job! The tsunami one was unbelievable. That that was, I, uh, you know, I'm not making fun of tsunamis because it, it's supposed to take place in real time too. Yet a week later, the whole city's rebuilt. Austin had a had a had a ten point four earthquake, the largest of all time by by doubled, and somehow the city's rebuilt in a week. And then they're hit by a hurricane. Incredible, really. The, the, the FEMA does a great job in those cities. Yeah. Had it with the shows, Bill. It had it. Yeah, well, the tsunami hit like Santa Monica Pier, and the next week, all the firefighters are out getting rides on the Ferris wheel. <laughs> And Rob Lowe's been working on. No, a, a I, I'm not gonna, because you know what's gonna happen. We're gonna get a tsunami now, like Rob, in the next two days, and Rob I'm gonna Lowe look has like. Rob Lowe has worked a 36 hour shift, but sometimes there's not a speck of dust on his face. He's <laughs> he doing works, fine. It's amazing. No, the the one the one I watched the other night when I just caught a few minutes of it, they they had like yeah the, and we man, we had three straight shifts and. He looked like he just busted out of the tanning bed down in the strip mall. He worked 36 hours straight. He climbed 30 stories, saved four children and an old lady, and somehow he's not sweating one bit. And, and yeah. his tan's better he's than it time was. For, he's home in time for dinner sometime. He's ready to meet his wife at the Outback. And by the way, the firefighting was all mostly at night during a thunderstorm, and he had a better tan. It's incredible, really. <laughs> Never seen a firefighter like it. Oh, uh, then it, it ends with him with with the with the love tension between him and Liv Tyler, but he's like the captain and he can't, you know. There's always got to be a love tension too. Fret nice. You know I mean, that happens at every firehouse where the captain's falling in love with with the, with the sergeant. See, but I'm not making fun of I. Those of you that listen to me, either statewide in Michigan or last four and a half years here on CBS Sports Radio, I'm the first guy in radio when it comes to. Law enforcement, military, first responders, firefighters. I don't think firefighters get enough love in this country unless it's a tragedy. Like, you know, 9-11, uh, if, it's, if it's Australia, we don't give them enough love. We don't. But I'm just making fun of it. It's TV. It's fiction. Okay, so no one, no one sent me email that I'm insensitive to tsunamis. All right. Anybody who survived a tsunami, I apologize. But I'm telling you, they rebuild L.A. Okay. They can't fix the damn Coliseum, but they can rebuild L.A. The this. Oakland Coliseum's got sewage flooding onto the onto home plate. But it, but in California, 911, the Fox series, they rebuilt they rebuilt the bridges in 24 hours. Just a weekend.
course, you respect all city workers. We we, we can't thank them enough. But no, I do. These I shows love... are just insane. They're, they're the shows. They are. They're just they're TV shows where it's like watching the horror movie where you're going, okay, if you go back in, I have no compassion for you. You deserve whatever is inside that house that had people who are ghosts calling you back in. You know what, too? While we're, at, while we're on this topic, let's also attack the medical shows, too. Because I love how, like, you got a guy that comes in, he had, he had four heart attacks in five hours. And somehow he's, he's, he's walking out the door in 12 hours. I love that one, too. He needs emergency brain surgery. Help him out. And in two hours, he's, he's healed and cured, and he's walking out, filling out his taxes. Yeah, let me go to the hospital with my kids. It takes six hours to get a cold checked out. Oh, I love TV. I really do. What, what's your favorite TV show, McKenna? What's your go-to TV show? Once a week you want to watch it, what is it? I, I was a big Breaking Bad guy. Um, I loved that. Yeah, but that's, that's a, that was like three years ago. Yeah, on the... but that, uh, Bill, I mean, that's the greatest show What's your time, go-to now? What's your go-to TV show now? See, I'm going to look like a fraud now because you're asking me that question. My go-to now is The Good Doctor on ABC. That's my go-to now. So now you you said you didn't like doctor yeah, shows. Yeah, because I'm being I'm being that guy now. But I I think that What's one they he, do well. Is he well. like a medium or something? Well, th no, he he's an autistic doctor, but he's like just really really unbelievably smart, and he's able to just process information very quickly. I think it's a phenomenal concept for a show. However, it's the other doctor shows that seem to get me a little riled up. Like Grey's Anatomy, where everybody's sleeping with everybody after every yeah, shift. I, mean, I just don't like when the when you know a, a patient comes in with a twelve foot spear through his stomach. And somehow he's he has dinner reservations at eight. He's like, "Can I get out of here by eight thirty? And they're like, "Yeah, sure, we got you." And somehow his surgery's done—a uh, normal fourteen-hour surgery. The guy's walking out in forty-five minutes to make his reservation in Applebee's. They're like, "All right, stat, right now we're on emergency. Uh, we are bringing in a guy with a twelve-foot spear. He has an eight thirty reservation at Ruth Chris." All and right. they're, they're never surprised either. The doctors too. Like the guys, the guys coming in, his 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 left leg fell off. His arm is twisted in the wrong direction, and they're like, "Get him into room eight. And they're, they're, all, they're all ready for this immediately. Well, and it's I amazing. love the doctors who have to check themselves out, like, in the window or do the hair flip, the guys. The doctors yeah. always, too. Like, they're, they're always, too. They're the other ones. They're always on 38-hour shifts. But the makeup is done perfectly. You know? She was crying in the stall eight hours ago because the lead surgeon rejected her. And now, and now she's walking out with perfect makeup all of a sudden. And he's like, you know, if Rob Lowe can get a better tan after 36 hours straight fighting a chemical fire, why can't I? They all have, all these city jobs, too. There's phenomenal-looking people on these jobs, too. Rob yeah. Lowe's the lead firefighter. You know, someone that looks like Jennifer Aniston's the lead surgeon. It's incredible. I love it. All right, thank you. I'm McKeon back at CBS Sports Radio. Huge questions of the night if you want to join in. Uh, state of the NFL. What is good, bad, and what changes are needed? And also, what do you think about moving the game? That kid has that petition going from Sunday to Saturdays moving forward. And then we, we discussed Brady a little bit. I, I list Dolphins, Raiders, Chargers, Patriots in that order. His next destination. A lot of people are throwing Indian because they do have a good team. And they feel like they're a quarterback away. Like if luck would have stuck around. Probably what eleven and five this year, Indy. I, I I just don't see it with Brady in Indy. Steve in Kentucky, thanks for the wait. You're on the Saturday Night Healed Show. Uh, thanks for having me on, Bill. I was checking out the the, the conversation you're having. Uh, what you're talking about is star power. 
Yeah, it is. On, on these TV shows, and I think that's, I think that's the problem with the NFL. It's 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 the good thing for the NFL. It's also a problem. It's a double edged sword. Now I'll get to my point here real quick. Star power is creating all these salary uh, cap implications. Um, Pat Mahomes is about to get a forty million dollar contract. Dak may get thirty five, thirty eight. And what it does is it ties up all the salary cap money in a limited number of players. If you've got 40% of your salary cap tied up in three players, that's not team building. It, it really makes for a, a, a top-heavy salary cap team. So what my suggestion would be, if I were a fly on the collective bargaining agreement floor, is I would I would say, okay, you can have this much tied up in your star players. So you can have a, a internal cap for quarterbacks, wide receivers, defensive ends, etc. And the rules have to have to be so that you can't have too much. If you've got too much tied up in so many players, then you get a minus or or a penalty on your salary cap. If you've got one year where your where your salary cap is generated by a more even scale over uh, those star players, then you get, say, a bonus on your salary cap next year. It builds team building, and it makes for stronger teams, and it also keeps the star power intact. But right now, I mean, what's going to happen when the Chiefs have to pay Pat Mahomes $40 million? Who else is going to get enough enough money on a $200 million salary cap? Yeah, but the way it works, and and thank you, Steve, in Kentucky, is the way it works is that when teams win – and the reports have a five-year, $200 million extension, and maybe they're waiting. You know, he wins a Super Bowl. Is it $45 million? Is it 50 You know, and you get a lot of these guys who get paid after the fact, and it's big money based on what they did to help a team. A lot of owners will do that. And luxury tax wouldn't be a bad idea in the NFL, but then the smaller markets and the smaller teams, like, we don't invest, but that's up to the ownership. Let's go to Garrett in Wisconsin. You're on the Saturday Night Hill Show. Hey, how you doing tonight? How you doing, G? Yeah, just surviving the cold up here, but, uh, you know, it's well, there is a few minor things that would be nice to kind of fix on the uh, NFL. I just think it's crazy um, just with, like, the competitiveness, you know, going into the playoffs and stuff, you know, you know, without odds, you know, with the Super Bowl and everything, you know, it's just a complete toss-up. And for, you know, the Titans to be able to come through and get hot and um, the, like, four or three of the four teams that made it to the championship weren't even in the playoffs last year. And so it's just, you know, it's very competitive. Any team can kind of step up. But, you know, I would like to see a difference in the uh, extra point um, situation. It's kind of a irrelevant part, you know, just the field goal. It's kind of cool to see if they did maybe, like, uh, took that away and, you know, like force just a two-point conversion every time, or if they go back five yards, it's three points, and it's kind of up to the team's discretion. It's kind of add a little bit of highlight to the game. Well, I appreciate your input and feedback out of Wisconsin. Yeah, there, there's talk of the onside kick. I, the field goal's still big. It is. I, I like increasing the points. You know, I think, you know, it's two points or it's three points for a field goal beyond 35 uh, your field goals can only be a certain 
distance, a five-pointer for 60 or more. Do things like that. They bring drama. I'm, you know, it's 2020. We can change. You know, they're going to experiment with the onside play where you get one chance to get 15 yards. I think they're doing that in the Pro Bowl tomorrow. The owners voted it down last year. I'm cool with change. I think they're, if you ask me right now, a huge question of the night, good, bad, changes needed. Uh, what's good about the NFL is the star power and the stars are good people. Pat Mahomes is awesome. Lamar Jackson. I love the star power right now, this new generation. I really do. Uh, what's bad, the officiating. Uh, old officials, we need some guys in their 40s. Uh, you need to have a limit on replays. Everything doesn't need to be reviewed. You need the sky judge. That would be my lead change needed. The sky judge who could immediately buzz him and say, no, pass interference, wait a minute, throw the flag. Uh, and they would they would be locked in a suite upstairs with cameras. That's the That would be my number one change. You can join in 1-855-2124-CBS. That's 1-855-212-4227. Also, Super Bowl Sunday or Super Bowl Saturday? What do you prefer? And where will Brady play this fall? 1-855-212-4227. At Saturday Huge on Twitter and Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line, 1-855-212-4227, is sponsored by GEICO. Whether you own or rent, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and auto insurance. Having a home is hard work, so get a quote at geico.com. Easy. We do have McKeon and Baccioni back at CBS Sports Radio in New York City. Update with John Fass here in about five minutes. Huge questions of the night. NFL is a Pro Bowl tomorrow, Super Bowl a week from tomorrow. Current state of the NFL, what's good about it, what's bad, and what changes are needed. Your huge opinions at 1-855-212-4CBS. Super Sunday as is, or move it to Saturday one day. And where will Brady end up? Who is he playing with this fall? Your huge opinions at 1-855-212-4CBS at Saturday Huge on Twitter. Appreciate the audience sticking around. Rod in Oregon, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Bill, how are you? Doing good, buddy. Oh, good. Say, um, about state of the NFL, um, I'm, I'm targeting uh, the Thursday night games. Uh, what I'm saying is eliminate one of the preseason games and create two bye weeks. That way, whoever's playing on Thursday night, if they play on Sunday, they got 11 days till that Thursday game. And so they're fresh, and we got a good game. So it's a great idea, Rod. Thank you for listening out west in Oregon, and have a good Saturday night. Mac in Baltimore, Maryland. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, man. How you doing? Doing good, buddy. Look, the good is the way that the NFL has incorporated fantasy football, whether it's on the red zone, the networks. The, the way that they have incorporated the fantasy football stats is bringing a ton of more people, especially a lot of women, that, that unfortunately are winning a lot of fantasy football leagues. But the bad is the officiating. How can you have 50 cameras, everybody at home has a 4K TV, 
and you still can't get it right. I remember back when it was a championship game, the Steelers and the Oilers, Rob Carpenter, it was a controversial play. It, it only took five minutes for us at home, but it seemed like it was forever. There's no way that the NFL has, has to do a better job with the replay and stop allowing these diva receivers to throw their hands up every time they don't catch a pass. And the last thing I want to say, hell no to Brady to the Raiders. The tuck rule was one of the biggest <laughs> robberies in NFL history. Thank you. Thank you, Mac. Uh, in Baltimore, where they're probably still trying to get over what happened to the Ravens. Yeah, think about if New England beats Miami in that last regular season game, then I think the opener would have been Tennessee at Kansas City instead of the AFC title game. Hmm. Now you just think about what one game, how it changed everything. One eight five five two one two four CBS. That's one eight five five two one two four two two seven. Speaking of the Patriots, I listed Brady's next teams just my vibe and order: Dolphins, Raiders, Chargers, Patriots. Philip Rettenauer in Pittsburgh, listening on ninety three point seven FM tweets at Saturday Huge. Brady will be, quote, kept in Boston. The cheaters group, quote, unquote, will be kept together at all cost. Brady isn't going anywhere. He's part of the cheating scandal. Phil in Pittsburgh. Larry tweets at Saturday, Hughes, the good about the NFL, the intensity, the bad, Roger Goodell, and what I would change, take away spiking the ball to stop the clock. All it is is legal intentional grounding. Honestly, what's the difference besides being under pressure? It's a good point, Larry. Yeah, I just uh, to have officiating bad, to have every guy, and again, nothing against people in their 60s. I'm 58, okay? Nothing against older people. But where is somebody in their late 30s or 40s? Like a former college player who maybe didn't play in the NFL, but played football all his life, okay? Even women who have played football, right, who know the game, that you can have 30-somethings and that the NFL, with how many billions they crank out, how can they not hire full-time officials? Or at least start with your referee and back judge or there's two or three who are full-time on every crew. I don't get how you can't just hire with the money, with the bad look, and also with gambling coming. And with the legalized gambling coming in most states in America, okay, where you're going to have those kiosks in those stadiums where they have legal wagering or people have the app on their mobile device, on their phone while they're watching the game, officiating will is a big part of gambling and how they can change things. And the NFL is going to make a ton of money because they're going to get a cut of the action on those kiosks. And they got 80,000 people in some stadiums. They're going to make some big bucks. So hire full-time officials. They work year-round. You could, you know, they're, they're based. They, they don't live in NFL cities. Their base would be some other place. So it might be Indy. It might be Kansas City. Or I might, you know, it'd be in a place where no NFL team lives, so they don't develop prejudice. So you have to put them in a city where they're based, where there's no NFL team. 
And they, they go to classes, they go to OTAs, they work preseason games, they work regular season games. They come in and work with teams on rules, they do seminars with the players, they're full-time. But they can't live in a city that has an NFL team. So you have to pick a place where there's no NFL team, and they live. That's where they're based. That's where the NFL officiating headquarters is. So is it Oklahoma City, right? Something like that. Center of America, and there's no NFL team there, even though you kind of have a cross-mix between Chiefs and Cowboys fans. The NFL makes too much money not to have full-time officials. That's one of the changes I would make right now, along with the sky judge in the booth at the games. If you want to join in, state of the NFL, good, bad, and what changes would you make? Keep it on Super Sunday, the big game. Move it to Saturdays. And where do you think Brady will end up? 1-855-2124-CBS. That's 1-855-2124-227. Tweet me at Saturday Huge on Twitter. Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. Let's get to that update. Standing by live, the one and only John Fass. We are back live across North America. We're the only show based on huge opinions, yours and mine, Bacioni and McKeon. Together for the final segment, quick two hours with the audience on this week between NFL playoff games, Super Bowl a week from tomorrow. I'll try and figure out my pick. I think quick strike spread offenses have given the Niners defense trouble this year, but we'll discuss it later. Now, we are talking about the NFL. First huge question of the night, state of the NFL, what's good, what's bad, what changes are needed. Also, Super Sunday, keep it as is, or make it a Super Saturday and move the game to Saturday night. And a lot of feedback coming in on what team Tom Brady will be playing for this fall. In order, I listed Dolphins, Raiders, Chargers, Patriots. What do you think? 1-855-2124-CBS. That's 1-855-2124-227. At Saturday Huge on Twitter, Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. I mentioned I watched CBS's coverage round three earlier today with Tiger out at Torrey Pines north of San Diego. And tomorrow, CBS's coverage of the PGA Tour season continues with a fantastic field, including Tiger, Rory, and Phil. They're in, like I said, California, Torrey Pines to compete at the Farmers Insurance Open. Coverage begins at 3 Eastern on Sunday. That would be noon Pacific. The PGA Tour is on CBS television. Thanks to the audience for sticking around. Let's go to Sean, who's out in San Diego, close to Torrey Pines. You're on the Saturday Night Healed Show. Hey, thank you very much for taking my call. I appreciate it. How you doing, buddy? I'm I'm doing pretty well. I want to talk about the gross disparity in NFL calling when it comes to helmet to helmet with the quarterback hits. Yes. So last year in the playoffs, you may remember the Chargers faced the Patriots, and the scorecard didn't give this away, but the Patriots scored right away in the beginning, and then Rivers had the ball, and in two plays in a row, he got hit helmet to helmet, and he starts freaking out, and everybody's like, "Oh, Rivers is exaggerating." Then the very next series, the Patriots get it. Tom Brady gets a thumb that grazes his helmet, immediate 15 yards, extends the drive, they score again, the game's a blowout. <laughs> then, then this year, 
I was watching the KC uh, Tennessee game, and uh, Tann- Tannehill, it was uh, I think the second quarter, uh, might have been third, not sure. Either way, he goes for like a 10 yard run. He doesn't slide, and he literally gets decked in the head. They call nothing. They have to punt it away. Mahomes gets it, and that game's totally gone. So I think that the, the Brady's, the Mahomes, the Rodgers, they, they just get calls with those hel- helmets that literally changes games in such a crazy way, and I think that should be looked at more closely. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate you listening out in San Diego. Enjoy the final round at Torrey Pines, the Farmer Insurance Open. Yeah, I think the targeting has to have different levels. Uh, I, I really, the NFL kind of needs to follow the college, and college needs to adjust too a little bit, but they will wave it off. They will just give 15. They'll pull it back. You know, the guy uh, may get thrown out. I think an offensive player lowering their helmet, if there's helmet to helmet, even a quarterback cringing, you can't make that targeting. You know, you're going to get to a point here in the NFL where you have to tell offensive players you can't lower your helmet because you're using your helmet to protect you. Just like a defender is launching with his helmet, so it's kind of like a, a missile. But if you're an offensive running back, a quarterback going down, and you lower your helmet, no, should be a penalty. You can stiff arm. And a quarterback, you can slide. You know, I. it's almost like if a running back, old school, you know, like Earl Campbell or somebody, John Reagan's just busting through, kind of like what a Henry can do right now with the Titans, that you can't lower your helmet. You can't. So if you can't lead with your helmet defensively, right, you should not be able to lower your helmet offensively. You can stiff arm. You can push somebody off. These guys are like, you know, running backs like Henry at 6'3", you know, 235. Why should an offensive player? So if the offensive player lowers his helmet and you see helmet-to-helmet contact, and this is college and pro. You know, the targeting should have different levels. Targeting one, two, and three, almost. Or maybe like flagrant one, flagrant two, you know, NBA fouls, if you want to follow that path. So you have one in college that's just 15 yards, and you have one that's 15 yards in ejection. And I think the NFL should do that. You should have one that's just the penalty, and one that's so violent, the intent was to hurt, the guy's thrown out. But you have to be consistent. And as the gentleman was saying there from San Diego, some of these calls and this wrap-up and falling on a quarterback, that is so subjective. So a 325-pound lineman who can move, Aaron Donald, let's say, for the sake of this hypothetical conversation, this dude's coming in, he's quick, quick feet, and he wraps up the quarterback, and he's supposed to spin off and get off of him? If he falls on him, it could be subjective to be a penalty. I think he needs to lift the quarterback off the ground when falling for it to be a penalty in my book. I think it's easy to sit in Manhattan at the NFL headquarters with your director officiating, with all the officials in the room, or on a video conference, and redefine what is targeting 
And what are cheap shots on quarterbacks? I think you could take care of that in a morning meeting from 9 a.m. until 11 a.m. Momentum of a defender. Not putting his helmet into the quarterback. Not a blindside hit, but falling on him can be subjective in terms of what is a penalty. That's it, man. I think it's easy to look with somebody trying to hurt somebody with the evolution of technology that we have today. Video, replay, DVRs, officials, sideline, booth, New York Center, wherever. It is easy to see if somebody intended to hurt somebody or if it's just incidental contact. And you're asking a guy to roll off the quarterback. You're, you know, quarterbacks can throw it away. They can spike it. They can toss it. They can get rid of it. There's so much to protect them. But a lineman coming in or a linebacker on a blitz, you know, if, if you lift the quarterback up and you drive him, that's easy to see. And that's a 15-yarder where it could be third and eight, and, and it could change a game. That's worth a review in my book. Pass interference, can, can we not almost call that every time offense or defense? Almost every completion in traffic. I'm not going to say when somebody's wide open, but I'm talking every completion in traffic. That's why the sky judge would be able to see it, focus on it, hit the replay quick, and be able to tell the head linesman, the referee, the back judge, who are probably the referee, uh, nothing there. Uh, the, Donald was just falling on him. Great. You move on. Speeds up the game. You know, the NFL keeps talking about wanting to shorten the game and shorten breaks and do this and do that, and there's so much darn replay right now that it makes me sick to my stomach. We need to review pass interference in the final five minutes of the game in case a play like the Niners and the Rams could affect the season. That's it. Maybe not in the last five minutes. Give each coach three replay challenges a game, and they decide. Same thing in baseball. Umpire and crews putting on their headphones and just... And, and you get Rob Manfred talking out of both sides of his mouth and Roger Goodell and wanting to speed up the game. No. Give each coach three challenges. Now, when you ask yourself on necessary challenges per game, does it go beyond three? Yeah, we'll get some wacko games where it's just crazy. But three? So you're, you're a coach. You know you can do one early if there was a big play. You know, your your defensive lineman got called for roughing the quarterback when it was just his body falling. They go look at it, and they're like, yeah, you know what? Nothing's there. Pick up the flag. They're going to punt now. Instead, they, you know, or you get the ball back instead of the offense getting a first down. To me, it seems so simple. When when you look at the NFL and and – the biggest, as we talk about the good, bad, and changes needed on our show tonight, State of the NFL, things seem to be so easy to fix. But you're trying to get 
you know, 32 owners, old school meets new school, and you're trying to get everybody on the same page. Yet these guys are too tight to hire full-time officials. Too tight. But Mahomes more than likely will get an extension four years at fifty million a year, two hundred million. You can't pay officials one hundred and fifty grand a year to start, and then they have incremental raises based on experience. However, it is doing a good job might be bonuses, right? You know, no mistakes in a game. You you might get a bonus structure, and you can't hire full timers. So what's crews? 10, 12, 15 officials with alternates times 16 venues, 16 games. What, what are you looking at? 300, 350 officials you have to hire. Yeah, you have to pay that money. But the credibility, the integrity of your league and consistency and better officiating will only make your product better. That's another no-brainer. And limit replays in all sports. My Lord. College basketball today. NBA. NBA actually may be the ones that might have it the best, but the way it just drags out at the end. Limit it. You got officials there to do a job. Yeah, do I like officials' calls? Probably 75% of the time I'm cool with them. But we have gone replay crazy in sports. And they're not getting it right. There's at least one out of every five you watch, no matter what the sport, where they flat out had three guys looking at it, like in a basketball crew or a a referee in New York, and they still get it wrong. Thank you, McKeon. Thank you, Baccioni. You want to join us live? Two hours remain. One eight five five two one two four CBS. That's one eight five five two one two four two two seven. At Saturday Huge on Twitter and Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.